and this is going to be episode 10 yes, episode 9 actually episode 8 episode 7 episode 6 episode 5 episode 4 podcast episode 3 episode 2 Episode 1, this is William Walker Jr. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. He's hurt. On third and long, Prescott runs it up the middle. 15, 10, 5, diving to the wall. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Survival of the fittest. All hail to the realest. Gup, it's almost chicken time. What? I can't believe what you're telling me! What? No way! No damn way! Hell no! What is it? Talking about they out of chicken! What? Listen, listen! Welcome to Colonel's Fried Chicken. Unfortunately, we are out of chicken at the moment. Please go away until we have more chicken. Thank you. God bless. They ran out of chicken? Aw, oh, man. This is some old bulls. No chicken? You mean I ain't gonna be able to get that bucket? How can they be out of chicken? It's Colonel's Fried Chicken! This is outrageous. This is an outrage. Hello? 911? No, I ain't calling a snitch. I got a real emergency. Yeah, Some of us have been looking forward to this day for a long, long time. Hello, my emergency. These fools done ran out of chicken. Welcome to Colonel's Fried Chicken. Unfortunately, I ain't the until I get my chicken. I'm not standing out here. That's what they do. little man. You're not going to get away with that. You're right. Hey, you're right. It's time for us to fight back. Let's knock some out about this chicken. We are not going to take it away now. Damn, Welcome back. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. Once again, I am your host, William C. Walker Jr. And this is episode 22, the follow-up in football is what I'm calling it. And um, reason being is I started this podcast in March. It's been a blast. I have absolutely positively loved doing it. So this episode is one I've been trying to put together for a while now and uh, different things kept coming up and I was pushing it back, pushing it back, pushing it back. But now it's here and the follow up is pretty much um, I wanted to touch on a lot of the different uh, episodes that I have done. Um, this is like I said, this is the 22nd episode that that I'm doing. Um, I've really enjoyed it. If I had to say, um, like, I mean, I've, I've, there's so many that I, I love pretty much everything, every episode that I have done. But if I had to pick a favorite right now, um, it would definitely be the last one, episode 21, Chestnut Checkers. And that was probably because it was one of the most natural feeling episodes because uh, we were pretty much talking football. And I love football. I'm a diehard Dallas Cowboys fan. And it just comes the most 
easy to talk about natural. It wasn't about the Cowboys, but it was about uh, the partnership between Jay-Z and the NFL and um, the issues that people had with the NFL in general. And it was just a really great conversation I had with conversation and debate that I had with my brothers and uh, my friend Saquon. And so, but the point of this episode really was just to kind of highlight some of the uh, uncut things. Like there was some edited out conversations that uh, weren't included in the episodes. Like I have a conversation from episode six with my uh, brother, uh, Ricky and sister Kenya, when we were reviewing Jordan Peele's S. And so uh, I just wanted to add some of this stuff that you guys didn't get to hear. Cause one, I think it's funny. Um, and two, it's just, it was entertaining. So thus far I have, we've reviewed three movies. Um, Captain Marvel, Jordan Peele's Us, and um, John Wick Chapter 3. And me and my brothers, Corey and Ricky, we went through a whole, you know, long uh, rankings of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Um, and, of course, I ranked, uh, when we rated it out, Endgame ended up being number one. I stand by it because that movie was fantastic. It's now the highest grosses, highest grossing film ever. Awesome, because Avatar was garbage, <laughs> which I call Fern Gully 2, because that's essentially what it was, or Dance with Wolves in Space, whatever you want to call it. Um, anyway, uh, like I said, this has been really fun. I really want to thank everybody that has uh, been listening. I want to thank those who have been contributing and participating. Uh, my friend Christina, she has been awesome. She gives me really great ideas. I really love her support, and I appreciate her being willing to come on and always participate. Um, my brothers, Corey and Ricky, and my sister, Kenya, and my brother, Ricky, even started his own podcast, which is really, really, really great, called um, F, Living Rich and Dying Broke. It's about finances. I really recommend you check it out. It is a really, really good podcast. And I know my brother Corey was telling me that he wants to start his own one uh, podcast eventually. And that would be awesome as well. I look forward to him doing that. Um, so uh, I called this episode again, follow up in football, because at the very end of this episode, I wanted to actually preview for the Cowboys. Well, not like a full on preview, because I'm going to have a full on preview episode coming up. But just touch a little bit base about the Cowboys. I had a friend of mine, Aaron, who's a part of a fantasy football league that I'm in, that I've been in for the last couple of years. Uh, so he joins me, and he's also a Cowboys fan, so we talk about the Cowboys. Um, this this episode, again, it's um, I'm going to introduce each audio clip that you guys hear. Um, it's, it's definitely been a learning experience. It's been a growing experience. Um, to to do each episode i think one of my uh, favorite parts of this is actually creating the open for each episode that started with episode 12 um and um uh the john wick review episode and the first clip that i played was um it was a, a clip from anchorman um so it's like whenever i do an open it's fun because i i try to find relevant funny movie clips or TV show clips or uh, just any, or, you know, thing that I find relevant to the episode that I'm doing. Um, like, the, so that's why, like, with the episode today, I did the countdown 
from the 10 episode, like, you know, countdown from 10, but using intro from my first 10 episodes. Um, and then I included, I included the clip from the boondocks where they, the restaurant ran out of chicken because of this craziness for this Popeye's chicken sandwich. And I kind of get into that later in this episode with my wife. And then I talk about it myself, but anyway, without further ado, each audio segment, like I said, that's going to be played. I'm going to give a little brief introduction to, I hope you guys again, um, <laughs> appreciate it. I really appreciate you listening and I really love your feedback. So please don't be a stranger. Let me know again, email the show zero to 100 pod at gmail.com. And without further ado, this is zero to 100 episode 22 follow up and football. So this first audio clip is, um, again, uh, from the conversation with my niece, Samaya, I had spoke to her for like an hour and we were just pretty much just talking about different, uh, pop culture things like movies and, uh, you know, TV and just stuff in general. And again, I had spoke to her for an hour. I included part of the conversation in episode, um, uh, 20, the, uh, pop culture, uh, connoisseur. And so, like I said, I wanted to to get that conversation, like, I wanted to get her uh, full conversation in, even if it's in future episodes. So, this is uh, me and my niece, Samaya, who is awesome. She's actually, we dropped her off at University of Delaware last weekend, because uh, she is actually a biochem uh, major. She's awesome. And all of my nieces and nephews are awesome. And um, But anyway, this is a conversation between me and my niece, Samaya. And this is the Zero to 100 podcast. So it's, you know, it's like, it, I think that's the cool thing about it. I I mean, there, I, I don't want to say, like, because there's tons of movies that I remember seeing as a kid. And that's one of the most fun things to me is to go back and watch movies that I saw as a kid that I absolutely positively love. And so as I got older, I put in my mind, like, oh, this is going to be great forever. And then I look back at it, but, oh, this is really bad. <laughs> But I think also there's some that are classics. Like I still love Raiders of the Lost Ark, the Indiana Jones. Um, Which one was that? That was the very first Indiana Jones movie okay. where they were trying to. Um, did you ever have you seen any? Yeah, of them? I watched all of them. Okay, so yeah, that was the very first one where he uh, they had the Ark of the Covenant and the Nazis. Oh, no, that was. That was cringy. Oh, I don't, I didn't like, okay, first of all, why is it in every single movie, he like, has a different girl, and he doesn't even stick with, it's just, he just hooks up with them, and then keeps going. Well, didn't well, make any sense, and that whole scene where the arc was frying everybody, that was disturbing. Now, if it could have been... You thought that was the story. Try seeing that when you're a little kid. That thing stayed with me for, (laughs) like, a long time. Because I just was like, it melted. That guy's face melted. And then when I look back at it, like, I probably shouldn't have seen that as a little kid. But it was just... Like, that was the thing that stuck with me first off. And I went back and watched it several times. I own it. And I tried to get Anshalea to watch it. She finally watched it. Because she had no desire to see it, but she finally watched it. And she was oh, it was okay. It was all right. 
That movie was fantastic. It was great, Samaya. It was what? chock full. Of, now, in terms of why did he keep switching every woman, switch off to a new woman, blame Hollywood, yeah. Samaya, because that is a time where they had to have the the male lead always switch off to another woman, like uh, like what you call it? What's the name of um like James Bond? Yeah. Like you know, so but he came back to the original woman. In the fourth oh. Indiana Jones movie, did you see that? Yeah. The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. That, that was pushing it. He was he was getting up there in age. <laughs> I thought he was gonna hurt, hurt himself. Well, prepare yourself, Samaya, because he's doing another one. Are you serious? Yes. Yeah, him and uh. Steven I just Spielberg. saw him. <laughs> I saw him on a talk show, and I'm like, oh, he's got such gray hair, and yeah. I'm like, we're talking about Harrison Ford. Listen. There's only one Indiana Jones, Samaya. Okay, so like if you, it's like Robin Williams mm-hmm. in Aladdin. If Robin Re- Williams is dead and you can't have him play the original genie in this real life Aladdin, then don't make an Aladdin. It's only one person can be the genie, and that's Robin Williams. But he's dead, Samaya. Okay, then don't make another one. But you have to do it. Actually, I saw Aladdin this past I weekend. Did. I did. You see it? No. Well, I saw it, and I'll tell you this. It's good. It's very good. Is it as good as the original? No, it's not. But I feel like that's... You can't compare Will Smith to Robert Williams because they're too different. Like, But yeah, Will yeah, Smith yeah. was really good as a genie. That's what I heard. Like, and there it was, was his version of yeah, genie. Yeah, and it was good. I mean, I it wasn't like as great to me as the original. It just wasn't. Like, I took, um, it was me, Aunt Chalet, and um, Amira. We took Amira to see it. And Amira is 13, and she absolutely loved it. And she thought it was better than the original. Look, she doesn't know any better. She's a child. It's okay. But it and was Nasira, good. Nasir told me that they put, the, like, the scenes were out of. Yeah, it was a little. It was like, I, I felt like. The original Aladdin was definitely better, which reminds me because. To the bat ball, right? What are some of your favorite Disney movies? Okay, so I got I don't okay I don't care for Toy Story two or Toy Story one. I mean, yeah, they're good movies, but like I really like Toy Story three, and I think I'm really gonna like Toy Story four. So that's one I like. Um. It's, oh, I can't talk about that one because that's Pixar. Yeah. Okay. Like, do you remember? Like, because Grandma, the reason I know all of the Disney movies, period, the animated the ones, is, yes, yeah. because Grandma collected every six, like every time a new one came out or when they re-released one on VHS, she ran to go get it because she collects them. And she collected them. I think she still has them. But we, we've seen them all. And that's why I'm like, like the ones that stand out to me, it's, I love the landing. And I almost feel like that might be my number one, but I'm not yeah. sure yet. Because it's just so good. It was like, Robert Wood, that movie was so hilarious. And Robert Williams was so great. Wait, okay. So, like, how many, co- we had, there was two com- comedians in there. Robin Williams and the guy who did the Yeah, Gilbert yeah. Godfrey. That's the other issue I will say about the live-action Aladdin that really was upsetting. I was like, they should have went ahead 
and got Gilbert Godfrey to voice Iago. In fact, in the live action version, I don't even think he was named Iago. I think Jafar just called him Parrot. And he pretty much just acted like a regular parrot. Like, he he would say a few things here and there extra. But for the most part, he was just like a parrot. And I'm sitting there like, what are you doing? That just made me so. I'm not watching that movie. You're going to watch it. Because you have to have an opinion on it. I already know what my opinion is. I don't like it. You have to have an and then on top movie. of that, okay, I, the, the choices that they have for actors, like I feel like, okay, the the guy who played Aladdin, I'm not sure. So from he looks familiar, but he's not like. I have no idea who that was. I didn't know who any of those people were. Well, uh, the girl, except for um, Will Smith and the guy who played the Sultan. Oh, well. Jasmine, I know her from like, cause she played in uh, a Disney original movie, Disney oh, Channel original okay. movie. So I know her from that. But like, still, they could have done better. Cause my thing is, okay, yeah, they're familiar to like American people, but like, I think it would have been cooler if they got more of like people with a stronger Indian. Well, those people were descent. Indian. I know, but like, they seem too American to me. <laughs> I mean, I they were unknowns. They were unknowns, but I yeah, I, the only person I knew was Will Smith, and I thought. And then she also the played. She was in also. <laughs> she was in the Power Rangers movie. Oh, see, I ain't watched that. <laughs> I never watched that. Yeah. Well, yeah, she was in the Power Rangers movie, and then that one. That's how I know her. Oh, okay. But then, yeah, the guy that they picked for Jafar. Didn't look scary whatsoever. He, he looked like a whole wimp. He was he wasn't a good he he was okay. He wasn't a great Jafar. I, again, listen, the original was better, but, but it if was, you're gonna shoot a movie, can't I will okay. say my favorite part from the new Aladdin was definitely the Prince Ali song. First off, I love that song, period. But to see the spectacle yeah. In live action was awesome and the way Will Smith did it I thought was really good. And like they had the the different elements in there. Like he's like, he's got the monkeys, he's got the <laughs> <laughs> like, it was good. So I was like, okay, yeah, it was but awesome. I'll look at that video. I'll look that up. It was movies, good. But like and um even his version of You Ain't Never Had a Friend Like Me I thought was pretty good. It wasn't as great as look, it wasn't as as great the original, but it was still pretty decent, and I was surprised because Will Smith could actually sing. He didn't sound terrible singing. I thought he was gonna rap everything, oh, he but he didn't. He didn't. He didn't rap. rap at all. Not really. He beatboxed, but he didn't. Yeah, he didn't rap, and it was like he sang, and it was like uh, it wasn't bad. I was like, okay, it's not bad. To the bat for right. This is zero to one hundred podcast. Again, this is episode 21, what I'm calling the follow-up. I uh, want to thank my niece, Samaya. Uh, even though I recorded that conversation with her, like, uh, probably, actually, I think maybe a month and a half ago, uh, it was part of this one-hour conversation I had with her. And so I, I still have other pieces that I'm going to put in future episodes. So with this episode, I kind of wanted to touch base on some of the things that I had already 
done before or include stuff that I edited out because I didn't include it either because I was trying to cut it down for time or because the topic was so far off <laughs> subject it just to me didn't serve a point and that's the case for this next clip which is very brief but it's uh, me my sister Kenya and my brother Ricky we were discussing we were reviewing Jordan Peele's Us and so when we got to the end of it we already started getting into different subjects and one of the <laughs> subjects that Ricky brought up at the time that we recorded it was uh talking about cardi b uh the cardi b situation where she had admitted that she had robbed dudes or she had drug dudes and robbed them and so we were we briefly touched on that we didn't go in depth on it but it was a bit way off tangent to me but i thought it was kind of funny as well so i included uh this very brief clip and this was from episode six uh our review of us and um but this really has nothing to do with us which is why i took it out in the first place so enjoy are you going to talk about this party b situation at any point you know what i guess maybe it might be a little late now unless something else happens with it it's a, i she mean go to jail I, yeah, she <laughs> needs to be in jail just like Bill Cosby. See, I don't put it on the same level as the Cos, but it's definitely, I, again, just like the R. Kelly, Michael Jackson thing, there's people that look at it and be like, it's not the same thing when, in reality, it tech, from a technicality standpoint, it is. Mm-hmm. Because they both yeah. committed crimes while people was was drugged. Like, now, one, yeah. you can say that one crime was worse than the other, but they did both commit crimes while the people was drugged. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't like how people is trying to come at her from a standpoint like, oh, she's rapping about it. I'm like, yeah, plenty of rappers rap about stuff that they did committing crimes. Like, Jay-Z rapped about being a drug dealer. Like, that, he was committing crimes. So it's like, it's, it's the same... I don't look at it. I want to know why people are giving her a pass, though. Nobody gave Bill Cosby a pass. I think because she's a woman and because it's a rapper rapping about. But then you can say that about rappers that rap about crimes that they committed. Like some rappers. Now, granted, you can say some rappers is making the stuff up, but. Yeah. Then there are some rappers that. What'd you say? You didn't have to rap about it. She said, who went to jail? That she drugged. I said, Bill Cosby went to jail, and he didn't even. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's openly admitted that she drugged somebody, had sex with them, and had a transsexual have sex with them, too. And that's more offensive than her having sex with them. Sweet Jesus. I didn't know that aspect of the story. I didn't know that aspect of the story. I thought it was that she was just robbing people. No, I heard, yeah. Let me make sure, but I did hear that aspect of it. Uh... Well, then it's no, how is it different? I thought she was just it's robbing people. Different. Man, we didn't got so far off the rails. This, yeah. this is, this You're is. You gonna have to delete all of that out. Nah, I'll, I'm gonna leave it in there because the reality is I'm a little lazy sometimes when it comes to some of this editing. That's why the majority of this stuff stays in. I could cut that out. I could cut that out. Maybe I'll cut it out. But it's, you know, I thought this was interesting. But I also didn't want to comment on it because I, I, I thought it was just that she was robbing people. I didn't know it was that she did that. That's, yeah, that's that's no different. How is that see. different? So, do, 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 do,
we might cut this out. It doesn't matter. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but yeah, where is it at? Uh, admitting she would use alcohol, drugs, and a trans a transgender. Oh no. Okay. No, this is something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if she had a transgender dude getting poked in the butt, then that's how's that any different from from the cause? No, no, no. You know what? Now that I'm reading this, I don't think that she actually did that part of it. I think what she said was taken out of context. Okay. Yeah, I'm not saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, uh, yeah. <clears throat> but, all right. Either way, sorry about- To the bat right. Once again, that was my uh, <laughs> conversation that I cut out of episode six. Uh, that was with me, my brother Ricky, my sister Kenya, who have been frequent contributors to the Zero to One Hundred podcast. And I'm super appreciative and thankful. Uh, I love having them on, and look forward to having them on more so in the future. So this next uh, clip is actually just a very brief conversation I had with my. Uh, late sister Nikki's three kids, um, Alameen, Samaya, and Nasira, because I got Samaya's thoughts and memories. I really didn't get a chance to get uh, Alameen and Nasira's, and so I just wanted them to at least share a little something. They're nowhere near as uh, talkative as my niece Samaya, which is fine, but they they shared their memories uh, and just some kind words about their mom who um, I, I definitely miss. Uh, I mean, today, like, I got on Facebook, and one of the first things that popped up was, uh, like, an anniversary of us being friends on Facebook. But it just, it's like every day I see something that reminds me of her. And I always love her and miss her each and every day. But it's nice to share fond memories with others that loved her as well. And as long as we keep doing that and keeping her memory alive, then she's never really truly going from us. So this is the Zero to 100 podcast. And I'm here with my two nieces, Samaya. Hello. Nasira. Hello. And the oldest grandson, my nephew, Alameen. Hey. All right, so I didn't get a chance to talk to you guys when I posted the episode about your mom, and I wanted to get your uh, thoughts or your feelings or your memories, some good memories that you wanted to say or some stuff that you just wanted to share about your mom. Nasira, would you like to go first? I'll go first. Go ahead, Sabaya. So there's these memes where like people are like, oh, when your mom tells you to take the chicken out, but you forgot to take it out so it could get thawed and you hear her keys jiggling in the lock. So <laughs> every time I think about it, I remember this one time mommy told me to do it and I honestly didn't care. I heard her come to the end and I just put the chicken out on the counter. So, yeah. I didn't really get in trouble, but those memes always remind me of mommy because she always would do that. Or like, or, or just hear her. If she coming from work and you try to be nice to her and be like, hey, mommy. She's coming to home. Start, and then she start screaming about how dirty the living room is. be like, why is this TV on? Why are there shoes on the floor? What? Why are there tape 
papers on the table. Like, what's going on? And I'm, I'm like, well, you just got home. Calm down. Chill. We yeah, haven't seen you all day. But yeah. I missed that. What about you, buddy? Uh, any funny stories or anything you remember that you like to share? Uh, talking to her before I go to sleep. And, um, oh, money. Making making her making her dinner. Did she like your cooking? Yeah. <laughs> mm. What was one of the favorite things that you cooked that she liked? Eggs. Nothing. These are your eggs. I cooked the. Um, breakfast. Oh, like cream of wheat or. Broccoli. Her egg sandwich. Oh yeah. And um. Burgers. Okay. That is just so cute. Every time she'd be like, Homie, can you can, can you make me something? And I'll be like, Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Oh, this is one time we were in North Carolina and Miss Maya oh, yeah. was <laughs> in our room and then mommy. <laughs> We didn't know it was her, but the door was cracked, right? And, and she, she was started open, pushing open the door open really slowly, really slowly, like and a we were like, horror movie. And we, we stopped like, talking because we didn't know who it was. And then we didn't know who it was. And then she just and came. Then she came and was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was so late at night. We didn't know who it was. <sighs> Do you remember when um, you were cleaning the stove and your mom oh, yeah. told you to put? Some elbow grease, more elbow grease into it when you were cleaning the stove. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. remember what you said to her? <laughs> Where can I get some? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Well, if uh, is there anything you like to say to your mom? Love you. Rest in peace. Mm, I love you and I miss you. I miss you, Mommy. Well, I know this wasn't easy, but I appreciate you guys sharing. No problem. All right? Thanks a lot. Thank you, Uncle Billy. Once again, I want to thank my uh, nephew, Alameen, and my nieces, uh, Samaya and Nasira for sharing their memories of their mom. Like I said, we're always going to hold you in our hearts and our minds, Nikki. We love you and miss you. And um, we're always going to keep all the advice and all the good memories alive. Um, there's no easy way to transition. So the next conversation that is going to be played is actually between me and my wife as uh, featured in the episode 19, the pop culture connoisseur. Um, my wife is, uh, she is not, you know, as she deemed me being an entertainment junkie. Like I said, I don't consider myself an entertainment junkie. I like to consider myself a pop culture connoisseur. But we had a number of movies that we wrote down um, that she was going to watch and I was going to come back to her to get her reviews of them.
We did not get through a lot of the movies. I, like I said, we've got through, um, we've got through some of them, and this is the conversation I had with her, uh, following up on that. And so we talk about the movies that she did see and what she thought, and we also get into some other stuff. Uh, I love having my wife on. She's incredibly supportive of me, and this was always fun uh, to have a conversation with her and have her participate in my podcast. So anyway, I hope you guys enjoyed. This is a conversation with me and my wife uh, following up from episode 19, The Pop Culture Connoisseur. Sending you back to the future. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. And I'm once again joined by my beautiful wife. Hello there. That was so low. You all laid back. You're a little too laid back. I'm sorry. Hello there. (laughs) It's okay. This is a follow-up. Because, like, we went through what were uh, some of the movies that you hadn't seen, which were a ton. And we're trying to go through some of them and watch them. And I wanted to follow up because you um, you actually finished Die Hard 2. Yes. And you finished Die Hard 3, which was Die Hard with the Vengeance. That's true. So, oh, also, we did start The Wiz. <laughs> But we never finished it because you act like I was torturing you because I'm just going to say you hated it. I did not hate it. I just, I probably would have appreciated it more if I watched it as a child. That's all. I, but it's, it, didn't you find it entertaining, the music? The music, the the music was good. I don't have any problem with the music. The acting was pretty horrible. (laughs) What? And I hated, I'm not, first of all, I'm not a big Diana Ross fan. Okay, Diana Ross was bad. There's no denying it. I think even as a kid, I found her Dorothy annoying because she screamed a lot. But Michael Jackson was pretty good. Like, he did a good performance to me as a scarecrow. I thought the dude, uh, I think his name is Ted Ross, who I never heard of until this movie, who played the Cowardly Lion. I thought he was decent. Nipsey Russell was the Tin Man. That was really weird. I didn't remember how they found him. Mm -hmm. But when I saw how they found him, where he was pretty much pinned underneath a gigantic... Iron Woman who was like sitting on them mm-hmm. and they it was like they didn't flat out say it but it was pretty much implied they was in the midst of doing it oh oh you didn't take it that way I probably that must have been a part when I started to doze off I'm sorry <laughs> what? point is as a kid I wouldn't have picked up on it but now that I'm older I was like Oh, snap. He was in this to do And then it just... Anyway. Or maybe not. Maybe this is the way I was thinking. But... The point is, I don't think you like the movie. 
I didn't dislike the movie. What was... I just... Well, remember I said to you, I was just like, why is this in a wasteland, like a landfill where there's trash cans everywhere and trash bags? I just... I was a little bothered. Okay? I'm sorry. Because it was supposed to be like New I know, York City. I know it was in the city. I get it. But... I just, I didn't like that. But Emerald City wasn't like that. It was okay, babe. I didn't hate the movie. You keep saying I hated it. Because you didn't even I, finish it. It it was really long. It was not. And you kept having me watch it at night. And you know how early I go to bed. I'm sorry. It's okay. That your I'll grandma. finish. Whatever. I got your grandma <laughs> right here, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. You did finish Die Hard 2. Yes. And you finished Die Hard 3. I did. Did you like them? I did. I remember them being very entertaining. I like action movies. So, yes, I did enjoy them. Okay, what was the, uh, what was, can you remember any of your, well, I'm not going to say favorite parts, so I'm going to say, what did you like about Die Hard 2? All right, so Die Hard 2 was the one where they took over the airport. Yeah, they took terrorists, took over the airport. I love how Bruce Willis kept telling that stupid cop off. Yeah, played by Dennis Franz. Yes. I think his name was, um, God, why can't I I, I can't remember what the dude's name was. I know he's played by Dennis Franz. Um, he was like the stereotypical. Fat Italian. Yes. Like, he played that up. Like, yeah. he was like, you know. I, I appreciated that. I liked that. I found it. I found it very entertaining. I just, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Die Hard, too. Did you marvel at, because at the time it was, this is like pre-9-11, mm-hmm. and how, was it weird seeing, like, people on pay phones and using beepers and fax machines. I, you know what? I guess I didn't pay attention to that too much. But now that you mention it, yeah. Pretty, yeah, pretty funny. And um, it's like, I don't know. It's so different to me now, action movies now. Where, I mean, don't get me wrong. I still love Die Hard 2 and uh, Die Hard 3. But it's like, it's so different to me now in terms of the action movies. Especially with the amount of shooting that they would do. Where it's like, I don't know, maybe it's because I'm so caught up with Taken mm-hmm. and John Wick where they use, like, one shot mm-hmm. to kill somebody and they're like... Or use a book to murder someone. <laughs> Good grief. But in this, it was like they was having shootouts and they was, like, shooting forever yeah. before they got to hit the person. Which I guess to me, it's, I don't know, it's funny because I guess it's almost a little bit more... It's not realistic, but it's a little bit more realistic than everybody being an expert marksman. Yeah. But anyway, all right. And then, so you like Die Hard 2. Mm-hmm. You like, uh, what did you like about Die Hard 3? So I thought Die Hard 3 was pretty cool. Well, I like the element that Samuel L. Jackson brought to it. Mm-hmm. Um, how it initially started with Bruce Willis standing outside the store with the mm-hmm. sign on him saying, yeah. I hate, you know, ends or whatever. Yes. Said. That was, um, yeah. So I was just like, what? So that was a, that was a little shock factor. And then 
I just liked how I like the story in general. How mm-hmm. the guy had everybody going on these crazy wild goose chases mm-hmm. to solve riddles and puzzles and so forth when all along it was a heist. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was really cool. I yep. enjoyed it. That was good. Yeah. So you've gotten three and a half <laughs> of the movies off of our list that we were talking about. Yes. Is there anything like some of the movies that we were talking about, like E.T. or um, The Goonies. You've never seen The Goonies, which I find insane. Nope, I haven't seen The Goonies. But is there anything that you've heard people talk about that you would like to see? Or do you want to... Because I remember I tried to get you to watch E.T. And you're like, Ugh. Yeah, I really have very little interest in seeing E.T. Very little. Ridiculous. I feel like I would hate that the most but it's good and it's so like here's the thing that kills me like i know you say you like action movies but you also like wholesome movies i love wholesome movies. movies yes i do it doesn't get more wholesome than et really like i don't know you know what's funny to me like you like stranger things yeah but you know well let's let's and, talk about stranger things for a sec okay because you <laughs> tricked me i had Stranger Things is nothing that I would have ever watched. You made me watch one episode, and I was just like, oh, that's weird. But then it got a little crazy, but I was already hooked by that time. But Stranger Things is nothing that I was initially like, oh, I can't wait to see that. That was all you forcing me to watch it. I didn't force you. You act like I put a gun to your head. Well, force is maybe force exactly. is not the right word. But you... I'm just saying, if you give this stuff a chance, that's like, why do you doubt my movie picking skills when you know I pick the best movies? I don't doubt your movie picking skills, babe. But it's funny to me because, like I said, the reason I brought up Stranger Things is because Stranger Things is good because it takes a lot of these 80s pop culture type Uh elements. And it, like, E.T., was centered around this little boy finding an alien and the alien wants to get back home. But he had friends and it was like, you can see the element of Stranger Things where you had these young kids involved in this big adventure that like, just like Stranger Things where they are involved in this thing, Mm -hmm. this adventure, like the basis of it is like, if you look at Goonies or you look at E.T., or you look at Monster Squad or any of those types of movies, like that's the thing that I loved about Stranger Things as well, is because it's like you had these kids in this adventurous element. Okay. So. I'll give E.T. a chance. This is these are some of the um Oh yeah, here's some of the some of them. Oh yeah, we had Cloak and Dagger, E.T. the Wiz, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, Mary Poppins, and Gremlins. You could probably convince me to watch (laughs) Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Okay. And I'm sure I can... I've seen parts of Mary Poppins, so I'd be willing to finish it. All right. We'll give it a shot. Okay. And I also thought we had... I swear we had Lethal Weapon on here. No, it's 
Oh yeah, we did have Lethal Weapon, which you haven't seen. All right, so okay, we'll we'll uh, we'll come back again. I'm and- gonna be more open. I'm gonna be a better. I'm gonna be a better <laughs> wife. And I'm gonna watch. You're a great wife. Oh, thanks, babe. You're not. It's not the truth. You're a bad wife. <laughs> well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna do better and watch more of these movies that I was deprived of as a child. Yes. And as you say, I'm I was just deprived. trying. I'm just doing my job as a good <laughs> husband, and I'm expanding your horizons to this stuff. That you should have been exposed to anyway. You're silly, but okay. Like, you're not as bad as my sister Kenya, who sits there and is texting me and my brothers talking about, hey, I saw this great movie with Tom Cruise called The Firm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, Kenya's hilarious. What the heck? Like, (laughs) that joint from the late night, like, or the early 90s? We basically, like, who hasn't seen that anyway? Uh, this is unrelated to movies, but this is a follow-up because I had an issue with this. Uh, because we saw on the news this morning how Popeyes is talking about they sold out these chicken sandwiches. I'm going to tell you this right now. And we both, I got you one, we had it. Is the chicken sandwich that good? The chicken sandwich is good, but it's certainly not good enough for me to wait in line for 30 or 45 Thank minutes. You. Absolutely not. It's insane. It's a good sandwich. It is a but y'all wallet. It's not that good. It's like it's a good sandwich. Yes. But y'all wallet. And I just needed my wife to confirm it. I agree with you, babe. One hundred percent. It's a good sandwich, but it's not what these people are making it out to be. Mm-hmm. Okay, see? We're we're eye to eye. Anyway, well, thank you for once again joining me. You're welcome. I look forward to having you on again. I know it's past your bedtime. It is. I'm going. I'm gonna let you go, even though it's not even eight o'clock. But it's okay. It's seven fifty-eight. Ridiculous. And it is. I am on the verge of falling out. So good night. (sighs) If you weren't a beautiful, hot, young Uh twenty-five-year-old, I would think. That you were in your 60s. That's how I stay so beautiful by going to sleep. Good night, baby. Good night, love. (laughs) Always a pleasure. uh, And I'm super appreciative to have my beautiful wife participate in my podcast. So uh, just a quick, this isn't a follow-up or anything, but this is just something that uh, crossed my mind, especially as I was doing this episode. Um, as I'm posting this as of this morning, which was uh, August 28th, um, we were watching the news and it was on the news that they had uh, ran out of chick- the chicken sandwiches and Popeyes. So let me get this out of the way right now and just to elaborate. I've had the chicken sandwich from Popeyes. My wife's had it. It's a good sandwich. Now, I went into it because everybody was hyping it. And like I'm like, this is going to be a severe disappointment. I'm going to hate this sandwich because everybody hyping it too much because when something goes viral or it's a social trend, people have lost their minds or whatever. So I got the sandwich. It's a good sandwich. It's a good sandwich. I got it like last week. But anyway, it's a good sandwich. Is it as good as how people are hyping it? The answer is no. It's not. 
and people is wild. But that's why I included that Boondocks clip from the opening of the episode today. Um, because I can see people reacting that way for this stupid chicken sandwich. And y'all, y'all tripping. I'm going to just say this right now. Y'all, y'all tripping out. Y'all bugging on this chicken sandwich. It's a good chicken sandwich, but it's not like the end all be all. It's not all that. It's, you know, it's, it's funny. I was talking to my dad about the day. He was like, does it come with lettuce and tomato? And I was like, no. He's like, what? And he's like, does it come with cheese? And I was like, no. He's like, what's the big deal? And that's the, the reality of it. It's like. I mean, if you go to Burger King, they actually have a chicken sandwich, a new one that they had for a while now, and it's just as good. Like y'all is like y'all really bugging out on this thing right now. And it's not part of follow-up, but it's follow-up for me because y'all are tripping on this sandwich. So the next clip that I've included was actually from the last episode, episode 20, Chestnut Checkers. Uh, in it, I had my brothers uh, Corey and Ricky on and my friend Saquon, and we were really talking about the um, Jay-Z NFL partnership, but uh, to talk about that, we also talked about Colin Kaepernick and boycotting the NFL. Um, I don't boycott the NFL. I never did. Um, I'm going to even explain deeper why uh, and my reasons behind that. But in the midst of that, <laughs> there was it got a little heated, especially between um, my brother Ricky and Saquon, and I was trying to get control of it. So I edited it out of the episode because it really was unnecessary. Uh, well, anyway, you'll hear it. Like, once you hear it, you'll know, yeah, it's probably good to take that out. But I thought it was funny. Uh, especially because people that know me know how fired up I get and how hype I get, especially when something's not going the way I want. But it wasn't really like we were angry with each other. It was more so that they couldn't hear me. Like whenever I do most of the conversations on here is uh, over the phone and I use my Bluetooth speaker and sometimes it makes it hard for other people to hear me. So it was also me trying to get control of the conversation again, but as you'll see, once you listen to it, you'll know why I took it out of the episode. Uh, also, just fair warning, you might want to turn your earphones down or if like you're listening to this through earphones or if you're um, listening to this in your car and you have it turned up, might want to turn it down because it's pretty loud. And this is going to lead into, uh, after this, I'll come back and again explain my position on NFL and stuff. And going to go into uh, my conversation I had with uh, a friend of mine uh, about the upcoming season, especially for the Cowboys. So uh, enjoy. And again, fair warning, you might want to turn your volume down a little bit. Even though black people are 75% of the league, they still don't care about the things that affect us. 
And just like Jerry Jones, the plantation owner, will tell you, you go out there if you want and you're fired. And nobody did it. Yo, can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Saquon. Saquon. I'm there. All right, yo. Yo, yo. You can tell me shut up and you don't have a job. That is a problem. Yo, all right. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to tell you right now. Yo, Yo, listen, Ricky. You sound like Gregory Hines right now. Can y'all hear me? How how am I tap dancing? He had like your your issue. Your issue primarily is around the fact that he's not in the league, and that the the league is black. So, as you can see, it got pretty chaotic, and nobody could really hear um, me anyway. Uh, when I listen back to it, you can actually hear what they were talking about. It's not like you couldn't hear what they were talking about. It was more of the frustrating part with me yelling over them because they couldn't hear me and I was trying to interject. So um, <clears throat> uh, I feel like this is a good time for me to, uh, like I kind of expressed some of my feelings in regards to this in the last episode, so I'm not going to rehash everything. But here's the thing, part of my issue with uh, calling for a boycott of the NFL and all that. Um, my position has always been from a standpoint of, I feel like if the players were to actually like go on strike or boycott, it would have had more of a powerful impact as opposed to you, the viewer, not watching it. Part of my, that, like part of my thoughts on that is, is the same way that people who were mad at Nike for having Colin Kaepernick and they thing, and they sitting there setting fire to their Nikes and stuff like that. Nike don't give a f. Cause guess what? You burning up your own stuff. Like you bought it. They got your money. The league has already got their money. They got paid. They get paid by the networks. So you going? I'm not watching it. That's gonna hurt them. Not really, cause they already got their money. Now, what you really hurt is the network, and because. They won't have as many viewers, and so it would impact them. And then, yeah, later down the line, they could probably go to the league and say, well, I'm not going to pay you as much because my sponsorships is down because you don't have any, have as many viewers. And from that standpoint, okay, maybe you could have an impact, but it's really small in compared to if you actually have the players say, I'm not playing, then they don't have a product. So that's why I disagree with him in that regard, Um in, in terms of saying, oh, you know, boycott it. Second, again, a boycott to me has to have a purpose. It has to have a point. And if the purpose is, I want them to include me more. I want them to to care about social issues and stuff like that. Them hiring Jay-Z, one, we can't judge it because we don't know what's going to happen. But that's a step. Like, that's something moving forward. So, you know, that's my whole thoughts in regards to boycotting anything. And as I said in the previous episode, let's stop comparing people to plantation owners and stuff like that. Because while you can say an owner looks at a black athlete or looks at an athlete only as a product, okay, fine, you want to say that. But sitting there calling plantation owners and saying this modern day slavery, stuff like that, yeah, it's not the same thing. Like, I'm not going to rehash it like I talked about it in the last episode. I'm not going to go over it. Um but yeah, that, that was that went zero to one hundred real quick, as you can see, because I was pretty hyped. But it wasn't that they was purposely ignoring me, and we not mad at each other or anything. We was just having a 
debate, and that's how that's how debates go sometimes. Um, so I'm glad that I was able to include it uh, in this follow up episode, and uh, hope, so you guys got to get a little taste of what we experienced uh, a couple <laughs> last week. So um, now I'm going to transition actually over. This is the next clip is going to be from my conversation I had with my uh, friend Aaron, who's a part of my, um, uh, we're both a part of this fantasy football league that we've been in for the last couple of years. Uh, he won it last year. It was actually his second time winning it. Um, but I wanted to have, I'm trying to have everybody who's a part of the league on at least once. And um, we actually talked about fantasy football, but we also talked, he's a Cowboys fan. And everybody that knows me knows how diehard of a Cowboys fan I am. And so we actually were talking about the Cowboys in this upcoming season and our thoughts on it. And that's uh, the conversation that I have with him as we get ready because the season is right around the corner. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. Now I want to talk a little real football with you because I know that you are a Cowboys fan, which is why even though you're my fantasy rival, I will always think you're cool because you got some sense and you're a Cowboys fan. <laughs> but all right, so what I do like to ask this because I when I did the, uh, when I first started my podcast, that was what the premise of it was initially. Like I was just telling people why I'm a Cowboys fan. So why are you a Cowboys fan? <laughs> well, funny thing, you know, growing up in Eagles country, they call it. You know what? Mm-hmm. It was. I was born in 1982. So in 1989, the first game I watched was Cowboys versus Eagles. And I remember the Eagles won 31-7. to mm-hmm. Everyone was cheering for the Eagles. And I sat back, and I actually fell in love with the Cowboys. And I think it was at an early age, I was a – I found out that I was just a rebel. So if everyone's going that way, I'm going to veer left and go this way. Okay. And ever since then, you know, I've just been at Dallas. Cowboys fan, all the way back in 1989, you know, growing up, my, my favorite player was Michael Irving. And when I played football through high school, I always wore number 88, Michael mm-hmm. Irving. Okay. What high school did you go to? Grade one. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, all right. So, Irving was your favorite player. My favorite player all time is Emmitt Smith. And, like, how do you feel about, um, or actually, you know, let me get your your thoughts on this. How did you feel about the Romo era, Tony Romo, and his and that era of Cowboys football? Yeah, see, that's the thing. I actually love Tony Romo. Mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody say. I loved him because, you know, even though he threw the dumb interceptions, he still wanted to make a play. You know, he he didn't fold. He he, he didn't take that sack. He, he didn't just throw it out of balance. Like, he extended plays, and, you know, there were some plays that you jumped up and said, wow. There were some other plays that you probably scratched your head. Like, for example, the playoff game in Seattle when he botched the uh, snap, you know, when, when, when the little they set him whole, up. whole thing. So that's something that, you know, can make you scratch your head about Romo. But when you look at his numbers, and this is the argument that I put up about Romo, is look at the dude's stats. He has some numbers on him. Now, he, he may not be Hall of Fame because, you know, he, he didn't really win too much and mm-hmm. when it comes to outside the regular season. But come on, dude, yo, he had an arm. 
And, you know, and he was fairly accurate. You know, he did, did, did he throw some dumb throws into his double covers when he, when he shut up? Of course. But Romo, I don't care what anybody say, Romo was the man. That's all right. Like, that's my thing. I like Romo. I remember I always, like, even with other Cowboys fans, I had to fight and defend Romo because people was like, for he had like a mis people have a, a complete misperception to me of Romo and his game because it's like you know it's like you you said it like you know the, the Seattle game everybody like never forgave him for the Bible snap but people don't seem to realize first off Seattle put in a brand new ball for that snap which is why the league changed the rule and it's called the uh, Romo rule because you can't put in a fresh new ball like it's gotta be a used ball when you're doing kicks because that was a brand new ball it was slick and even though he bobbled it I still thought he was gonna get into that uh, end zone and if the freaking kicker laid like one little block on Justin Babineau he probably still would've gotten that end zone Anyway, all right, let me not get too off the rails in that game because I'm, I'm still hyped about that game. But the other thing is, that dude, like you said, he he stood in there. He always made plays. He was great in the fourth quarter. Like, everybody want to point to him throwing the dumb interception, but he really didn't throw that many bad interceptions in the fourth quarter, man. He used to make plays in the fourth quarter. Yes. So, it's mm-hmm. – I mean, I I love Romo. Like I ain't going front. Like you know, people always try to attack him, but I I do like Romo. All right, so I will say this. Uh, or let me ask you this because it was a dude I was giving a uh, like I drive for Lyft and Uber and stuff. And so there was this one guy I gave a ride to, and we were talking about the Cowboys because he was a Cowboys fan, and he was all upset that um they didn't turn the the team back over to Romo like Dak. Took it. He was like, Ugh, "That was our shot when we went thirteen and three, and they should have gave it back to Romo." I felt like Dak earned the starting spot, and it was it wasn't like after Pittsburgh, after Dak beat Pittsburgh, and I think that was like the ninth straight win that they had. I was like, "All right, you just gotta roll with Dak." Do you feel that way, or do you feel like no, nah, they should have turned it back over to Romo? I agree one hundred percent that. See, I'm a firm believer that when it comes to that, you you roll with the hot man. Mm-hmm. And that press guy was a hot hand. You know, and th- this can take us years ago, years ago, to when New England started their dynasty. Mm-hmm. Remember Drew Bledsoe? Yep. When, when he got hurt and they brought in Brady, Brady got hot. And, Brady is, and the Patriots have never looked back. Yeah. And it worked. So... I feel like there, I mean, as much as I love Romo, I think Romo was at a point in his year that, I mean, in his career that, man, that back was just not not right. Yeah. It didn't matter how many surgeries he got on that back. You know, the back, the collarbone, it was just that Romo was just getting too banged up. And, you know, and you know, sadly, by his time, it was up. Yeah, I agree. Because I remember that preseason game versus Seattle, and I remember, like, I can't remember where I was at, but I remember I got the alert on my phone. And it was talking about Romo Love Gay with a back injury, and I was like, "I was like, there go the season." Like that—that that was my like my thought was like, "There go the season." Because the last time when he got hurt before this season, he was missing a lot of time. They went six and ten that year, and it was awful. 
So I was like, you know, we saw Dak in the preseason and he looked good, but nobody thought, okay, this dude going to get in there and they're going to win. Like, they're going to lose the first game of the season, but after that they're going to win 11 straight. Like, nobody – like, I I ain't see that. And everybody sit there saying, oh, I saw that. You you straight lying. But I, I was really impressed. Like, it, it's funny to me because – it's like there's people that don't buy into Dak, which is not me. Like, I, I remember last year he did frustrate me a little bit, but he won me over. And it was like after that playoff game where they beat Seattle, I was like, oh, I'm all in. And especially after that, it was that third and 13-yard run. Like, for my podcast, whenever I do the open, like the opening little thing for the show, like I, I left that the radio call for that third and 13 run because to me that was like, okay, when that career is over, that's going to be one of the signature moments. Hopefully he'll have some more moments to surpass it. But I remember going berserk off of that third and 13 <laughs> run. Okay, so that's where we uh, disagree. Oh, okay. Because- because as big of a Cowboys fan as I am, now don't get me wrong, I love Prescott in in uh, college. Mm-hmm. I, you know, at uh, at Mississippi State, he was a beast. Mm-hmm. You know, he did everything. Now, do the Cowboys hold him back as far as him being mobile? Yes. Mm-hmm. But you know, but I'm curious to see what Kellen Moore can do with the offense this year. But my problem with Prescott is he um. He has a lack of accuracy. There are some plays that makes me mad because there's someone, it could be a third three or somebody wide open, and he just throws over throws it. And it's like, come, come on, man. Like, you can't be a quarterback in the NFL and not make that throw. So I've had those moments with Prescott. Like, I'm like, dude, you got to make that throw. Like, we need this third and fourth. You got to make it. And, and, and there's other times that, you know, he, 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 this happened with Dan Bryant, and now it's happening with Amari Cooper, but he's staring down his target. And safeties are reading it like, okay, well, you know, you can at least look off where mm-hmm. you want to throw. And I see some plays that, man, he's staring to do all the way down. Mm-hmm. I you mean, know, so I guess it's like, I I, think, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I'm saying so. I think there's a lot of room for growth that, you know, those are areas that he needs to work on before he starts trying to be the highest paid player in the NFL because you're not worth $40 million. I'm sorry. Yeah, you know what? It's funny because, yeah, when the news came out that they was talking about he asked for $40 million per year or whatever, it, it actually didn't bother me. And not, and it didn't bother me because I think, like, no, like, let's just, just get it clear. I like Dak Prescott. I think he definitely got room to grow. The stuff that, like, you talking about, it def- it bothers me, but I feel like this is stuff that can be coached out of them. And that's why, like, I put more blame on the coaching staff and on the scheme and them not using his best, like, utilizing his strengths. And I put that more on, yeah, I put that more on them than I do on him. I think he's a winner. I think he knows how to win, and I like his decision-making, and I think that's his best, you know, that and his mobility are his best attributes. But – um. So it's like, for example, when he came out, when the report came out, said he was asking for forty million. It didn't bother me. Only reason it didn't bother me was because if I'm getting offered a job and I go to the people, they say to me, "Well, how much do you want?" I'm gonna ask for a ridiculous amount 
because I'm going to ask for the most I could possibly get. Because even though I'm expecting you to say no, that means you're going to come down lower, but you'll come down lower to what I really want in the first place. And, like, the other thing I do, like, I stay listening to this station down in Dallas. Um, Like, I listen to it all the time, and they always, you know, so when this story broke, they was talking to the beat reporter who covers the team, and he was just like, just to let y'all know, I don't know where Jane Slater got that number from, but he didn't ask for that much. Like, he definitely turned down the 30, but he didn't, his camp didn't ask for 40. Like, I don't know where she got the number from, but he definitely probably wanted more than 30. And even then, again, I'm saying, like, you ask for the most you want because instead of getting 30, maybe you get 31 or you get 32. And then even when right. he declined the 30, I was like, okay, well, we don't know how much of the guarantee was in that because they could have offered them 30 per year. Like, let's like for example, let's say they say, oh, I'm going to give you uh, five years, um, you know, five years, one, 150. And then he came back and was like, but but it was like five years, 150, but then they said, oh, we're going to guarantee 75. Well, what the heck? Mm-hmm. Like, like, I ain't taking that. Like, I'm going to decline that too. So I don't get too caught up in the when the people's like this kid ain't worth forty mil. Like it was funny. Like I saw Eagles fans sitting there right sharing this meme talking about Eagles fans will donate uh, forty million, like or try to raise the forty million so the Cowboys can keep Dak Prescott. And I'm sitting there like, what the heck? Like what y'all uh, y'all must have forgot he swept y'all last year. He lit y'all up. So what the heck? Like what, what you talking about? Like he like that's something I love about Dak. His record versus the Eagles is money. So, I don't know what y'all yeah, talking is for. That exactly. <laughs> so, what you talking for? <laughs> yeah, with yeah. That. You know, now, now, one thing I will say, not to kind of play devil's advocate with Dak, now, I mean, I'm still stand by what I'm saying, that he still hasn't shown me enough yet mm-hmm. to for me to fully buy it. Mm-hmm. But it's not all the way his fault because – Number one, we can all agree Jason Garrett is a horrible coach. He doesn't know how to adjust at all. And it, and he's had Scott Linehan running his offense, mm-hmm. which is from other teams that have told you that the Cowboys offense is predictable. Yeah. And when I watch it on TV, I know exactly what's about to happen. Yes. So it's predictable. So let's see if Kellen Moore can maybe bring out some of that talent that I saw at Mississippi State, because maybe it's not all the way it's fought. Maybe it's the scheme that the Cowboys are running on offense. I mean, I don't know. But, you know, I can give him the the benefit of the doubt there and say it's not all his fault. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's where I am. Because, like, I'm, you know, going into this season, it's like, you know, people was asking me, like, well, how you feel about this season? I'm, typically, I'm always optimistic for the most part. Even though mm-hmm. Jason Garrett, I swear, saps away my optimism. Like each, I hate Jason Garrett. Like I'm gonna put that out there right now. He is a oh, terrible. He, he is a terrible freaking coach. He coaches like the best description I heard of it was somebody said he coaches like a backup quarterback, which is he does just enough to try. To, like he coaches try. Like I'm making this decision not to lose as opposed to I'm making this decision to win. And that's the worst. That's the thing that I hate the most about him. So I'm definitely more like at first when I heard Kellen Moore was gonna be the offensive coordinator, I was like, "Well, what the?" Heck? I was like, 
I was like, okay, they ain't going to do nothing different. But I'm like, okay, no, I'm a little bit more optimistic, especially from the stuff I've been hearing about him and reading about him. So it's like he definitely might bring in some new schemes. Because I've had a problem with Jason Garrett's offense after 07. Like, I feel like that was the last time it was a money offense, like, was in 07 when people didn't know what to expect. But it's like you said, his his offense is ridiculously predictable. Like, yeah. it's incredible. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like you said, we can sit there. I mean, it's been countless times. Like, I watch the games with, um, with Corey, my brother, a lot. And it's like, we know what is going to be run. We know it. And then even if we're not sitting together watching it, we'll be texting each other like, yo, they about to run a draw or they about to run a sweep. Like, they about to, like you know what they're going to do. And it's like, like even like I go back to the playoff game versus the Rams last year. It's fourth and one. And I don't have a problem with you going for it. I want you to go for it. But it's fourth and one. They know you got Zeke in the backfield. They gearing up. Everybody is jammed up in the middle of the line. And you sit there and call a straight run right up the middle of the line. I'm sitting there like, I'm like, come uh-huh. on, man. Come on. You got a mobile quarterback. That's something. I understand. I'm not saying you got to run the read option all the time. Like, because you can't. This ain't college. You know, you go get your quarterback killed. So, I get it. But if you do right. it three or four times in some key moments, you're not stopping that, especially when you got Zeke there and everybody keys on Zeke anyway. Like, that's like taking candy from a baby on short yardage. But, mm-hmm. so. So, let me. Mm-hmm. Sorry. No, go ahead. Okay, so let me uh, look at this another way. Now, I'm optimistic about this upcoming season. And it's not, it's not because the analysts are pump, pumping all this in my head about, you know, the fact that the Cowboys should be Super Bowl containers, blah, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. But for the first time in a long year, I mean, for the first time in forever, we have defense. Yes. Those linebackers are nasty. Yes. And that's why I'm excited. I'm, I actually love to watch the defense now. Yeah. It's been a one spin since, like, Darren Woodson that I actually love to watch defense. Yeah. Like, man, like... I love the way the defense played, and I and I think that Dak has to do just enough. He mm-hmm. don't have to be the the superstar. He don't have to carry the team on his back, which is why I don't think he's worth that amount of money because all they need him to do is manage the game. Mm-hmm. I'm like I, I I'm definitely with you, especially on the defense, because yeah, the defense is money. Jalen Smith, like. This is the thing. I will definitely give, like, this is, you know, it's funny because everybody who's a Cowboys fan, like, because you hear other people, like, who aren't Cowboys fans, like, they'll go, oh, the problem is Jerry Jones. The problem is Jerry Jones. Y'all need to get a GM. Real Cowboys fans, we've been past that. Like, we know that's the real issue, but we also understand that dude ain't going nowhere. Like, he he ain't going nowhere. So, it's like, at least if you had a coach that could utilize the talent you have, then you'll be all right. And then the good thing is, is like, it's very clear that Jerry Jones isn't running it as much as he used to. Like, in reality, it's really his son, Steven, and Will McClay. The, um, you know, he's not the GM because they don't give him that title. I can't remember what his actual title is, but um, it's Steven Jones and Will McClay that are actually 
getting the talent for the team now. And they've been doing a great job. Like, they've been drafting. I was just about to say that. They've been they, drafting. They can draft. Yes. Like, they've been, like, because you look back, let's like let's just look at the draft that where they got Zeke and Dak. Also in that draft, they got Jalen Smith. Like, they got Malik Collins. Mm-hmm. They got Anthony Brown in the sixth round. Like, that's, yo, yep. that was a money draft. Like, like, yep. so it's like they've been doing a much better job with drafting. That's why, like, even last year in the last draft, when I'm sitting there thinking they're going to get a safety because there's all those safeties sitting for them in the second round, they didn't get it. I was a little irritated, but then I was like, you know what? They know, oh. they know what they're doing. <laughs> I was like, they know what they're doing, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, and I will say last year, right before we got better ass, I wanted them to move up and get the kid from uh, San Diego Chargers. Uh, yes, Derwin uh, James. James. Yup, yup. That's who I wanted to get. And when, when we didn't make that move, I was pissed off. Yup. Until better ass touched the field, I said, "Uh, wait a minute. Exactly. Like that I was the same way like when I saw Derwin James fall, because at first I didn't even think we was gonna have I, like I wanted them to get Derwin James. I didn't even think they had a mm-hmm. shot at getting Derwin James. But when I saw Derwin James started to fall, I'm like, oh snap. I'm like, okay. I'm like, move up, move up, like move up. I'm like, and then all right, so even then I was like I wanted them to take Calvin Ridley. I'm like, all right, Calvin Ridley, he right there. Calvin Ridley, mm-hmm. he right there. And then it's like, like, cause I was listening to, uh, like, I listened to the draft show, which is done by the people that work uh, for like Cowboys.com or whatever. And they kept saying Van Der Esch was gonna be the pick, and I was saying like, I was like, oh, I don't want no freaking Van Der Esch because the only thing I knew about Van Der Esch was that he went to Boise State and that he had off the chart numbers at the combine. And I'm sitting there like, I don't care about the combine. Uh, like I just mm-hmm. I don't care about that, but again, they proved me wrong, and that's why I'm like I'm giving them a benefit of the doubt. Like I'm a, I'm gonna buy into what they're doing, so I, I'm buying in in that regard. Um, the other okay. reason why I guess I'll say I'm optimistic about this year is like, and I, this is like I was telling my wife's cousin at a um, family reunion a couple of months ago. I said to him. I'm optimistic because one or two things is going to happen. Either this team is going to go deep in the playoffs, like they're going to get to a conference championship game where they're going to get to the Super Bowl, or they not, and Jason Garrett's going to get fired. Because this is the last year of his contract. They didn't give him an extension, which I was very happy for. And mm-hmm. the way that they were talking, and the again, the all the, the news from the beat reporters down there, everybody has a mindset of, all right, they've been to the playoffs, they didn't want a playoff game, but they haven't been past the second round since 1995. So, like, Jason Garrett getting to the playoffs three times and never being able to get past the second round, and two of those times they had the number one seed, like, that's not enough. Like, you got to get either to the conference championship game or you got to get to the Super Bowl. And I'm like, okay, so they either going to do that or they not, and then Jason Garrett going to get fired, and then they're going to bring somebody else in there, and then I'm going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that makes me feel bad as a Cowboys fan that I'm not going to front. I hate Jason Garrett so much that 
I actually contemplated and I counted one of the Cowboys too far short this year just yeah. to get him fired. Yeah. And let's my <laughs> else, you know, because Cowboys like to promote from within. And, you know, I think the guy, Chris Richards, yes. could Chris, actually be yeah. a good coach because yes. he's a big reason for why that defense is looking the way it is. Yeah. Yeah, when they when they started off three and five, like after they lost that game to the Titans on Monday night, I was like, oh, I was like, it's okay. He getting fired. He's going. I was like, that's. Pre-. I was like, he's good. I'm glad. Cause I was like, my mindset was, all right, I'm just glad. He, I just want him going. I want him out of here. And I'll give them. I'll give Jason Garrett credit because his players don't quit on him. Like they do play for him. It's just. Again, I feel like he coaches not to lose as opposed to win. And that's why I'm like, I just, that's why I'm, I'm looking at this season like it's going to be one or two things going to happen. They either going to go really far and I'm going to be happy because I'm going to be happy. I'm happy whenever they win. Or if they do poorly, he's definitely getting fired. And there's a, like, they could promote from within. Because, yeah, I, I like Chris Richard, yo. Chris Richard definitely got that, that defense, like, money, like, Either they'll give it to Chris Richard or, because the other thing I keep hearing, like this might be Drew Brees last year and Sean Payton keep being, keep being. Bring him back. (laughs) If we get Sean Payton, what? (laughs) So I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy either way. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm looking forward to it. Mm Mm-hmm. But all right, Aaron, I really appreciate you coming on, man. I'm definitely gonna have you oh, on yeah, again. Not a, not a problem. I'm gonna have you on again for sure. We're gonna talk regular football in the season. We're gonna talk fantasy. We're gonna I'll keep everybody updated to see how the barbershop league is going. I would say good luck to you, but I wouldn't mean it. Uh I'm sick of <laughs> <laughs> you to put me the let the two times I done faced you in the playoffs, you to put me out. And it pissed me off. So, <laughs> so, but I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks a lot. All right, yeah. Have a yeah, good one. Me. All right, bye. All right, yep. I want to give a shout out of thanks to my friend Aaron for joining me. That's just one part of the conversation I had. The other uh, conversation will be in the upcoming episode. Uh, that one is more fantasy football centric. Uh, because we actually just had our fantasy football draft this past Sunday. Uh, I'm probably going to include some audio from the fantasy football draft because I recorded it and it was pretty funny. Some of the stuff that we were talking about with my friends there. Um, this That's going to bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, it's like I, in my vision, I like I love TV shows, I love seasons, and I love season finales. And in my mind, when I was envisioning the follow-up episode or whatever, it was like, this was going to be my season finale, and then I was going to take a break and really, really stack episodes and get some things together and go into a season two as the football season starts, because that's going to really, really, um, like steer my the upcoming episodes in a particular direction but um like i said i started this in march it's been fun so it's not really going to be a bit of a pause because i actually already have some stuff in the can but i will say we're going to enter into what i'm calling season two which is zero to 100 podcasts like this has been 22 episodes each one's been different to me in a way and it's like evolved as it's gone on 
I've enjoyed it. I've really loved adding open and open to it. Going back, listening to previous episodes, it's funny because like even from the very first episode, like I had this vision of music to play during the open. In fact, it was um, I thought it was it's, it's funny because like I thought it was like zero to one hundred was the name of this uh, song by the uh, artist Logic, but it was actually one hundred miles and running, um, and it's by Logic and featuring Wale. And it, I mean, I I love the song actually. It's really good. It's a quick pass upbeat song maybe i'll bring it back in future episodes just because I, I do like the beat but like um my brother ricky hit me up i was like oh you gotta use drake zero to 100 that that's even better and i was like of course it is actually it fits even though i'm not a huge drake fan it definitely fits the zero to 100 and um again i really really like appreciate all the, the people that have been listening to the podcast have been supporting it. I look forward to having more episodes, more conversations, more friends on. Like when I envisioned it, like even when we have like um, debates, like that's why I think I love the previous episodes so much because it's like Ricky has said, like if you just have people on that you agree with all the time, it's kind of boring. So it's good to have people on that don't necessarily see things the way you do and then but even still like i don't want to just have screaming matches with people but i want to have like actual open dialogue and conversation because i feel like the problem that we have in this day and age and in uh in, in the way society is going in general is that we don't actually listen to each other anymore and we just like we have to be right and we have to demonize the other side and that's not necessarily the case like everybody is passionate about things and um, if you're passionate about it, it's fine, but I'm going to try to see things from your, let me, I'm pausing because depending on what it is, I will try to see things from your perspective. Doesn't mean I'm going to agree with you. In fact, there's a great chance I won't, but I'm going to try to see it from your perspective. Like when I had my friend Monica on in episode two, and we were talking about the reactions to the R. Kelly documentary and the Michael Jackson documentary. Like, she explained her reasons of why she pretty much canceled R. Kelly and how she hasn't canceled Michael Jackson, even though, in my mind, Michael Jackson was a pedophile. So, um, <laughs> like, it's just, it, I listened to it. I understood her viewpoint. I was like, okay, I disagree. But <laughs> it was, it was like, it was nice to have her on and we could talk. And, um, like, you know, even though I, like, had Saquon on it, I don't agree with boycotting the NFL. I disagree with saying. I understand his viewpoint. He His viewpoint, he actually, unlike some other people, made it clear to me what his, his issue is and why he's doing it. So I appreciate that. And um, even though it definitely got heated at times, it was still, it was a great conversation. And that's, that's what I look forward to doing even more so in the future. So, um, again, if you guys want to get involved, just email me, 0-100-POD uh, at gmail.com. That's the number 0-T-O, uh, number 100, P-O-D at gmail.com. Again, you can follow me on Twitter at WCWPoet. You can comment when I post the episodes. And subscribe on Apple uh, iTunes. It's available on Apple. It's on Spotify. It's on Google. Pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can listen to the Zero to 100 podcast. So 
please subscribe please share I, and please please give me your feedback because i love it and if you want to be a part of the show or you have a topic just let me know like i've had my friend christina on uh, at least oh man i'm it's a shame i'm mad that i can't remember because i feel like she's been on here for at least four times she's been a really cool friend and she's been awesome and um, i've had my brothers on a number of times i've had my sister kenya on um, my wife now my niece so i really look forward to having uh even more people on and just talking about even more subjects and so this has just been a true and absolute pleasure now there's been a few episodes where i've ended with a musical selection um i can't remember the first one that i did i can't remember if it was the the uh, Disney debate episode where I <laughs> ended it with Aladdin's yet. No, I think the it was uh, Wale's um, Kingslayer from one of the Game of Thrones review episodes. And uh, one, that song is actually freaking awesome. And so, uh, because it's probably like the favorite song that I've ended an episode with, I'm, I've included it to close out this episode because it's just, it's dope. And um, not going to do it every episode. It hasn't been every episode. But every now and then, I think I'm going to include a musical selection. But um, again, I really, really appreciate everyone that has been supporting. Keep supporting the Zero to 100 podcast. This is Zero to 100 podcast, episode 22. 22 episodes and counting. Uh, zero to 100. We out. It's about a little fittest. All hail to the realest. And winter is coming. Got my back to the wall. This is a rap, this is war. Take a sabbatical. No battle anybody who wanted. Using my king neck for words as an actual sword. I can decapitate a rapper. If it be lacking, he gone. Though to my faction too strong. Know to my passion that throne. Know to my team is a float. No matter what rap that we on. But what did you think? Homie, I'm never gonna sink. I'll be forever a G. your mind.